All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Rock Savages podcast. This is episode number 26 today. We are brought to you by rocksavagepod.com. You guys can download all of our episodes there for free. And also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at the handle rocksavagepod. Please, if you guys listen to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review us there. We're also on Stitcher and SoundCloud. So check us all out there. Whatever your preferred method is for listening to your favorite podcast, we are out there, man. Real quick before we get into the episode, I have two shows coming up with Burn Blue Sky next month in March. Our first shows of the year start on March 17th. That is St. Patty's Day in Kent, Ohio at Dominic's downtown. So we are playing a full set. And the other band is our good friend Eric Frank's band called Drunken Funk out of Kent, Ohio as well. It's going to be a killer show, man. So if you guys are in the area, come on out. If you're close, if you're in the tri-state area, you know, get in the car, man. Have an adventure. Come down and listen to some rock and roll. We are also appearing the next night in Akron, Ohio. Burn Blue Sky with Stone Slinger and Sweaty Mammoth at Annabelle's in Highland Square. So if you can't get to one, get to the other, man. We'd really love to see you down there. Come out and say hi and uh, come down and rock and roll with us. That said, today's episode is just me and Paul. We talk about, uh, you know... Some of the more more recent events of the past week, uh, we talk about the UC Berkeley riots a little bit. We talk about the last Black Sabbath show ever, which just happened last night, Saturday, uh, in Birmingham, their hometown, which uh, was actually really kind of cool of them to do. You know, they started out in Birmingham, they're going to end it in Birmingham, and they ended out, they ended the whole thing on top. You know. As, of course, they they would, of course. They're legends, right? Sad to see them go, but, you know, when you're getting up to 70 years old and you're playing loud, heavy music, man, that's got to be a little hard sometimes, you know? It's hard now, and uh, I'm not even 40 yet, so hard, but worth it, worth every minute. So go get those classic Black Sabbath albums. It'll make your home a happier place for sure. That is if you're into rock and metal and, you know, shit, you probably aren't listening to this. If you're not, right? It only makes sense. That said, we'll get into it today. Thanks for listening. And here it is. <laughs> Are the Patriots playing the Super Bowl? Patriots and the Falcons. I would not have a fucking clue. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Excited about it? No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care either. I used to be. I used to be all excited about it, but that's when I, I thought it was the cool thing to do. You know, I watched football. I mean, I, I think the sport's great, and, and I, I do. If those guys got paid regular money, like at least, you know, acceptable amounts of money, I'd probably watch it. Yeah. Like, I can't support that fucking machine. It's mm. just a machine. I mean... It's kind of an in-your-face machine, too. The stadium's... 
taxpayers pay for while those guys are making ridiculous bank. They can't even pay for their own building. Most profitable news or, or uh, sports organization. And they in get history. government subsidies. They get money. That's bullshit. Are you shitting me? I'm paying for that on top of paying for that. I can't. I can't get behind it. I'm sorry. Yeah, let us in for free. You know. <laughs> well, I know that's not gonna happen. <laughs> well, you should at least do it like for the hardcore fans. Like I don't understand like the Browns. Doing fucking terribly. Are they the worst team in the NFL yeah, this they year? Had the Number worst one worst. Record, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like uh, our friend Bill Peters was at a recent game. He posted the pictures on Facebook, and and there was nobody there. Nobody there. I think it was like the first level had all the people in it and everybody at the top, but it was all spread around though. Mm-hmm. So if they, and you know when I look at pictures like that, I'm like the whole stadium. There's pockets of people everywhere, but it's like fucking empty. So. I was like, why don't you guys let the fans down to the front, le- the first level? Right. Let them watch Fill the it game. Up. Yeah. At least let them get close. Let them get as close as possible. But then they're like, well, these other people paid extra for that, and it's really not. Dummies. <laughs> you that's your bad. You, yeah. Fan appreciation. They should do something else for those people. Maybe give them free drinks or something, you know. But, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. Treat your fans well. I mean, well how right. hard is that? No, it's it's all a for profit. It's a for profit business. It's it's entertainment. Sure, I get it. I used to like watching football. I still would watch a game, but I don't. I'm not invested at all in any of the teams. I would just have to pick the underdog. Right. That's the funnest way of doing it. I think. I just pick the winner. Yeah. Then you're always yeah. gonna like whoever won. Like yes. I don't know yet. <laughs> no, I mean I still root for the home team. I mean I still want the Browns to win, Ohio State to win. I mean I I wouldn't our team to be the best team but i'm not gonna lose sleep or lose money over it yeah no not losing anything over it <laughs> right i listen to all these podcasts like bill burr he's big into sports who else fighter and the kid they, they shit on the browns man it's like well they deserve to be shit on man that's right, what that's right. what losing is maybe they'll be better next year they won't though because it's all about money and uh for whatever reason I don't know. I don't know anything about sports. It's like, why don't the Browns get money? Get the... They're never going to get a first first draft pick, right? They already got the draft, first draft oh, pick. Oh, they did? They have several first draft oh, picks. Oh, that's yeah. not going to work then either. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Hey, hey, just sell the team. Bulldoze the stadium. Or, you know, <laughs> let it, Eric Clapton play there every summer. Jesus. Something. Something's got to change. Somebody's coming to uh, Progressive Field. Who is it? Billy Idol. Or Billy, not Billy Idol. Billy, Billy Joel. Joel. Yeah. It would be cool if it was Billy Idol. Yeah, I think I would, I would watch Billy Idol over Billy Joel in a oh, second. 100%. I've seen him. He's great. Inadvertently, I saw him. It was awesome. Some at the Roxy in L.A. Came out and played some Stone Temple Pilots. I was at the Royal Machine show last couple years ago, December. That, that would be an experience. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it's like they're right in front of your face. And like Steve Stevens is on stage because the Royal Machines they have these shows every year. I've said this before on the podcast, but they have shows every year, and it's a bunch of famous people get together, and you don't know really who they are until you get there. And you don't know what songs they're going to play. They play all covers. It's all covers. So Billy Idol came out and did. Uh, I want to say it was an Interstate Love Song by Stone Temple Pilots because Scott Weiland had died like the week before. Mm. It's fucking rad. That dude, dude's on fire. Good. Still very good. You know, he played L.A. Woman. He played a couple of his his songs. I, I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I don't yeah, have any Billy Idol albums. Yeah, I don't have any Billy Idol albums, but live, if 
I bump into him, yeah, check him out. Fuck it. You know? Yeah, I don't think I would go to a progressive field, though, to see him. But I would see him over Billy, uh, Billy Joel. 100%. I don't think I'd go see Billy Joel for free. I think you'd have to pay me. <laughs> right? <laughs> pay I, me and I, I, I will just, go. I always go back to fucking Step Brothers with the fucking cover band at the wedding or at the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> what that was kind that? Of sh- <laughs> 80s doo-wop Billy Joel at the Catalina Wine Mixer. <laughs> you know what I think about when I think about old school is the, the Metallica song when they're in the van. They're kidnapping people in the van. Was it just one dude or all the guys? I can't remember. It's been so long. That, that's a fucking masterpiece movie, oh, though. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one too. I, I need to watch it again. It's been quite a while. I don't watch movies anymore, man. Good. Most of the movies are garbage these days, anyway. There's See, a lot. There's a lot of good movies out. I think. Yeah, there's just a lot of bad people in Hollywood, man. I mean, they're really showing their colors, like. There, I saw a tweet from Judd Apatow. This was like a thing last week where he got on Twitter and started, you know, insinuating that he wanted violence to continue after these UC Berkeley riots and stuff that yeah. happened. And it's like, okay, as you tweet this from your fucking mansion in the Hollywood Hills or wherever the hell he lives, it's like, dude, you're not out in the street doing anything. But right. you're, you're going to appeal to the lowest common denominator, think you have fans, the dumb ones, honestly, because that's the only kind of people that would actually listen to you, you piece of shit. You know, it's like, I don't care what you believe, but if you're going to try to incite violence against people that you disagree with politically, then you're just a fucking piece of shit. You know, it's this Hollywood elite elitism. So stupid. I, I'm so happy most people are not even listening to that stuff anymore. You know, they're like, eh, everybody gets it now, I think. Apparently not. Well, There's not a lot everyone. of fucking people out in the street acting a fool. Yeah. And people that even agree with them. You know, and you can't even argue with them. They're just... I, I don't know. I think it's ignorance. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you believe, you know? I mean, smashing things and hurting people. Like, I guess at this UC Berkeley riot, there was like a hundred or so provocateurs. They were all dressed in black. They were really organized. So, so someone is funding them. And they're showing up at all these, you know, protests and stuff. And it's just, and they're beating people with pipes and stuff. Okay, you, you see somebody with a MAGA hat on, that's fine. You, you can disagree. You don't hit them with a pipe, man. You can kill somebody doing that stuff, you know. And by the way, this is for a Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos. That's a hard name to say. Yeah. Milo Yiannopoulos uh, appearance, all right? So these people came down. They ended up shutting down the uh, the appearance, okay? And then the next day, his book, his book sales went up twelve thousand seven hundred and forty percent overnight. Right. That's how Trump got elected. So that when these people come in, <clears throat> and and try to stop like free speech, no matter if you agree or disagree, I'm not saying we agree or disagree with him. I disagree with the fact that people are inciting violence against him because you don't agree with his ideas. So when people do that, all it does is get him trending. Right, shines a light on him. Yeah, that's what that's what happened to Trump. That's why he's the president now. You got to have different tactics, folks. If you disagree with this stuff, <laughs> stop hurting people. It's, it's so stupid. Or stop supporting it. Come out and say something about it, even if they are on your perceived team. There's no team. It's dumb. It's so stupid. I had to call yeah, people. I'm not even really sure. I, I don't know much about this Milo. Yianopoulos guy. He's a trip. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a Jewish gay man. Uh-huh. 
who also happens to be a Republican, and he's a Trump supporter. Okay. And he's been, pardon the pun or whatever, it's not really a pun, but stumping for Trump for the last year and a half. You know, he so has, why why are the riot against him? I mean, what's his stance that he's? Well, uh, uh, like all the mainstream media, especially the leftist media, is painting him as a white supremacist and a uh, white nationalist and all this stuff. And it, so he's Jewish and he's gay and he's a white nationalist. And he and he's dating a black man. And he's a white nationalist. How right? So? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> it doesn't uh, make any sense. I don't think a lot of people even understand who he is, but it's like, yeah, he's, it doesn't see, I, I guess to these people on the, the, let's call them the far left. Cause that's what they are. If they're beating uh -huh. people up over their, uh, propaganda or bullshit or, you know, ideology. I mean, fuck. I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, you know, they, no, no. Well, you know, he's he's saying things that are provocative in a in a sense that, you know, he's an, he is an online troll, you know. He's saying things that are provocative and but he's he's expressing like real opinions and real fears about his group of people that he belongs to, which is gay people. Yeah. I mean, he he uh, you know, he speaks out on Islam and the Islam cultures in their in the Middle East cultures and how they treat gays and stuff. Now, you would think people on the left would be aligning with him that way because they're all about gay rights and stuff. And it's like, well, at least listen to his arguments. You can agree or disagree. And again, I'm not saying that me or you agree or disagree, but it's important to listen to other ideas, especially other people's fears and concerns about the future and about Western society, you know? Uh, it's so fucking weird, man. It's so weird. This isn't... This isn't shining a light on the left at all on liberals at all can't even call them liberals anymore if they're out hitting people right you know? that's like isn't that fascism in itself you know they're calling this they're, they're calling these anti-fascist riots and they're going and they're smashing people in the head because they don't agree with their political philosophy that's what fascists do that's what they've done throughout history they you know they they smash dissent through violence you know it's so weird it is. It's funny. It's funny. I'm going to hit you in the name of peace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to hurt this gay man, this gay Jewish man who we're calling a white nationalist. I want to hurt him for talking. Listen, you stop calling people names, folks. That's not an argument, man. You know, calling somebody a name because you disagree with them is, isn't an argument. You're not presenting any arguments. Learn how to argue. Because if you're calling people names, if you're re resorting to violence... Then you've lost the argument. I mean, that's the bottom line. Yeah. We can talk about this stuff all day. Well, yeah. Hey, man. It's current news, you know? It is. It's it's really... I wish it would stop being current a news. polarizing would... time. Like, I don't remember a time when it was this... And, and you can try and blame it on Trump, but it's been like this for the last... Three, four years, yeah. five years maybe. Yeah, yeah, pretty deep. Everyone's Bison. fucking edgy and blaming everybody else for everything. <laughs> yeah, not talking to anybody. I mean, no accountability. People just—it's it, incredible. Is it? They, they're well. It's they're saying it's this. Uh, everybody wins generation. You know, there's no consequence for being wrong. There's no con consequence for not trying. Right. And now, now that generation is growing up and becoming adults, and this is the end result of that. 
This isn't fair. We all need everything to be. Fuck. Life isn't fair. The world is not fair. Yeah. There's no. Everyone's equal. No, they're not. Everyone's different. There's there's diversity among everyone, and everybody's different. I'm not saying I'm not saying a certain group of people is superior over another, but nobody's equal. Right. Nobody's equal. That's biological fact. No one is equal. I mean, you don't want to see me playing basketball in the Cavs. Right. You don't get to play football, you no. know, in the NFL. You're not going to be on the Super Bowl winning team. No. No, you guys don't. If if if. If the idea is that everyone is equal, then I should have a shot at the Cavs. I want to play on the Cavs in a championship game. Right. And let's see how many people show up to watch me play basketball. It's not going to happen. It's because me and LeBron James are not equal on, on that level. We're not. I believe in equality under the law. Everything else, which we can actually do, everything else, though, mm-mm. you can't do it. It's impossible. It doesn't exist. It's fantasy. Well, and it's economic. I mean... Yeah. Just being in a position, you know, coming from money, I mean, you, you're granted more opportunity. And sure. There's there's no forcible way that you can just level the playing field for everybody. There's measures you can make and, you know, with a free market, you know, and effort, things will play out the way they're supposed to play out. But you can't force it. No. no that's impossible. It's impossible to do. Nor do we want to. I want excellence in our society. I don't want to be equal with excellent people in in society in their field. No one gets a fucking brain operation and goes, I want to go to the guy that did, you know, right in the middle of everybody. Yeah, I want (laughs) the best. (laughs) You don't want the most average brain surgeon working on your head. No, I want excellence in our society, and I want to be around excellent people. There's better drummers than me in the world, and I really, really appreciate them. I'm like, yes, you learn off those people. You get inspired by those people and hopefully make yourself a little better. That's my world. That's how I deal with it. I love excellence. LeBron James is awesome. I'm glad he's here. I'm glad he's, he exists. You know, anybody that's big and famous. I don't knock him for being big and famous. No, no, not at all. I mean, if, if you're a fucking physically gifted person or you can perform really well, whatever, I don't knock it, but. That's what makes the world great, not equality. God. Like I said, equality under the law for everybody. But that is, that's as far as it should go, in my opinion. In my opinion, it's fact. I agreed. <laughs> not that on your opinion's fact, but I'd have to agree yeah. with the whole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any opinions are fact. Some opinions are based in fact, you know, I guess. That's how I try to align my opinions using facts. So on lighter news, Black Sabbath, last show last night. I don't know if that's lighter. That's pretty heavy. It's kind of sad. End of an era. Yeah. I mean, as a fan, I'm selfish. I'm like, you guys can keep touring. You're only 70. (laughs) Tony Iommi only had cancer a year ago. Didn't he have lymphoma? I think so. Something like that. And, you know, why not just keep touring forever, dudes? You got to entertain us, bros. Dance, monkey, dance. Yeah. I got the set list right here. It was last night in Birmingham, which is really cool of them to do in their hometown. Yeah. I'm going to read this off just because I think they deserve it. The set list goes as follows for the last Black Sabbath set ever. Black Sabbath, Fairies Wear Boots, Under the Sun, After Forever, Into the Void, Snowblind. Awesome. Into the Void. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Of course, War Pigs, NIB, Hand of Doom, another awesome one. Supernaut, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. 
Rat Salad, Iron Maiden, or Iron Maiden, Iron Man, of course, Dirty Women. I'm surprised they played that. Hmm. Children of the Grave, and of course, Last Paranoid, the last song they'll ever play on stage. I'm saying this is real, too. It's got to be, right? Yeah. And it our, has to be. Our boys and rival sons capped that off with them last night opening. Passing the torch. That's rock and roll. That's a good band to pass the torch to. Hopefully this tour like gets that band to the next level. They've been touring I, with them for a year. I think as long as they can play and they can not have to do day jobs. I mean, they've, they're packing small venues. I would love to live that life. Yeah. And that's that's a good living. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying they could do House of Blues stuff now. We're talking about yeah. Rival Sons, for those who don't know. It's a fucking awesome band from Long Beach, California. Blues rock kind of, they kind of change every album, though, don't they? Yeah, they kind of got a feel, though. I can listen to them. I can just hear the guitar, and I can know it's Rival yeah. Sons. Yeah, I, I, definitely vocals, for sure. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Great band, for those who don't know. Go check them out. Rival Sons on iTunes. They're on Earache Records. Just capped off the last Black Sabbath opening slot. Well-deserved band. I see. I want to see them at like House of Blues. I want to see them killing the game next year. Hopefully this year. Maybe we'll yeah, come House back. Yeah, House of Blues is a great venue for a band that of that stature. Yeah, if they if they got that big, that's a reasonable sized band to be. You know, anything bigger than that, it's like cool. I got to go to this arena and see you, and probably not get good seats. You know. Right. No, I don't know. No, I just saw that. I I, I can't do arenas. I, I don't think I would do it again. Unless I get like box seats or something, because I saw that uh, what was it, the Trans Siberian Orchestra up there on New Year's Eve, and it was like, uh, that was that Q, the Q, yeah, yeah. It was so fucking crowded. I mean, they put on a good show, but you're I, just I sitting just there. I just can't take that. I mean, I'm just too congested. Yeah, and you're not. I, I just don't feel connected. Like the last big show I think I went to see in an arena was Pearl Jam. Maybe seven years ago, six years ago, I don't know, but it was we had good seats. They were about ten rows back, stage left. It sounded good, and I was connected. But it's like if I was any, I've I've seen them in arenas before, and I was farther away. It's, it's, you're not as jazzed up. There's not an electricity in the air, you know. Right. It's if too you're looking big. at them on a screen. You must be watching them on a TV. Yeah, I'd rather see them in a, like a theater. Like a theater is like a, probably about the perfect size for me. And just big enough to where it's like you're still kind of connected to right. the band. Yeah, I saw a Pussifer at the Akron Civic Theater, and that was about as big as a venue as I would want to see anyone that I really liked. Yeah, and you walked out satisfied, right? right? Yeah, I don't know. The, the volume just doesn't... doesn't translate if you can't see him doing it to me. Yeah. Like if, you, if you're not visually close enough to be engaged. Yeah. You know? And the music's not right up in your face, just blowing your brains out, you know? I'll say the music was great. I mean, we weren't we were in the mid middle tier, and the volume was was fucking perfect. I mean, I thought it was amazing. I thought they did a great job with the sound and the show, but it's too far away. And plus, I mean, I guess I just don't like them enough. Yeah, I've seen them twice. I, it was entertaining, was cool, but I wasn't like wound up to see them. Right, you know, I was like, I this mean, is gonna be a cool thing. But. Musicianship. I mean, they're phenomenal. They're great musicians. But, you know, I don't really dig the whole Christmas music kind of vibe. It's because we get oversaturated with that stuff, man. They just overdo Christmas. <laughs> they is. start, like, beginning of November now. It's like, cool. So by 
Thanksgiving, you're just sick and fucking mm-hmm. tired of it already. Fucking Christmas music on 24-7 every fucking place you go. I mean, I tried to get in the spirit this year, but I was just, I was not into it this year. I was not engaged. I was just like, God, I, I just I just want to relax, you know? <laughs> and I can't relax because we got to... No, it was fun seeing family and stuff, but... Yeah, by the time the actual day came around, I was completely over it. Oh, Christmas is one of the most stressful times of year. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking serious. Because you got to do your normal stuff, and then you got to, you know, if you're into the presents and stuff. See, me and my girl, we just kept it real, real low key with the gifts. We just gave it to the ki- couple kids and a couple of the adults, but we didn't get too nuts with it. And I, honestly, I didn't want anything from anybody anyway. I'm not wanting for anything, so mm-hmm. when people get me something, it's I feel kind of bad. You know, I'm just like, ah, you don't have to do that. It's for, like, kids. Leave it to the kids. That's what I say. I read this weird article this morning on Vice, and it was... Yeah, you were telling me about this. Yeah, the... This is actually from 2014, but it popped up in my news feed this morning, and it sounded interesting, so I started reading it. It's, uh, it was from Vice. The title is called Urban Exploring Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch. So this is, it's these guys. They're photographers. I guess journalists, too. Could be wrong. But uh, definitely photographers. But they uh, they just go to these abandoned sites and like take pictures of them. They pretty much trespass and they break mm-hmm. into places that are abandoned. Well, they go to like Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch, which I guess was foreclosed on a while ago. This is back when he was alive. And he just abandoned it. Right. Well, apparently, you know, it's on 3,000 acres. So if you can imagine that, that's like, who can afford that? Even him, he couldn't afford it. Right. You know, he went broke doing that shit. But uh, that's how you go broke, folks, right there. You spend way too much money. You know, how much maintenance would a place like that cost like every week, you know? It's oh, just yeah. bleeding money, you know? But and this property taxes for something you're not even using. <laughs> but dude, I mean, his this place is bizarre. It's all based around children, and like there's like these uh, statues and stuff. Look, they're all like little boys with like wings and stuff. That looks like a Peter Pan kind of character. Yeah. But they have they have this thing like this logo was all over the estate. It's of this little kid in like these pajamas, and that, see that right there, and that. Yeah, and that logo is all over his uh, his estate, so it's 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 centralized around kids. It's so bizarre. Yeah, but is when that's supposed to be him, or just a little I don't boy? know. But he has like these weird paintings. the uh, The estate is full of all his stuff still. Like he just took off and left everything in there. So these guys broke into the house, and they didn't actually say in the article how they got in, and their names are protected. It's a really interesting article, but it's so weird, kind of creepy. Because they go in and the, the house is full of all his stuff. Mm-hmm. And he, it, 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 it seems as if like he left all his stuff in there. Like the back when he was having the, the uh, when he was in court for the uh, the child molestation case, the, the, uh, his, his, the attorney, the accusing attorney, what is that? The, um, what's the legal term for the uh, attorney? Prosecutor? Charge? Prosecutor, yeah. He's got pictures of the prosecutor. Uh, with devil horns that he drew on on these magazines and stuff. It's so weird. And they're all just sitting there. And these guys just break in there and they just start snapping pictures of all this stuff. It's so weird, man. And he has this painting. See, if you look on... Just check out the article, people. I already told you the the uh, title. 
But see the the gold little kid at the top of that painting? That's the yeah. same kid that's on the on the the other photo. Wow. So weird, huh? And he said that was all over the place. And then there's a, a big painting in the living room of Michael Jackson like leading these children off somewhere. So weird. <laughs> it's bizarre. Vice does some interesting work that way. The le- well, the- at least it's not like kid porn. Well, that yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's weird. It's 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 weird. It's strange behavior. It's definitely sure. strange behavior. I, I think he saw himself as a good person. I don't know if he saw himself as a, the weirdo that everyone projects him to be. Yeah. No, that's weird. Yeah, kids, he, kids kissing each other. Yeah, dude. That's beyond weird. See, my whole thing is if this was a normal person doing this, he wouldn't just be weird. He'd probably right. be in prison right now. I mean, you know, he did get accused of mol- child molestation, and I think he settled out of court, so if that tells you anything. Yeah, I, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I think if, if if you're the mom in that case, you settle out of court to to just end it. I think if you're the mom in that case, you're a bad parent. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely a bad parent. You fucked up, you know? It's like, uh, do what, my kid? No. No, he's not. <laughs> right. I don't care who you are. He's not going with you to some weird ass ranch on three thousand acres with a bunch of weird shit around you. Sure, Sorry. I'll just leave him here. Yeah, it's up to the parents. <laughs> Feeding Michael Jackson their children. So weird. Again, the 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 article is called "Urban Exploring nope. Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch on Vice." Check it out. It's so weird. Strange, man. So what's going on? Oh, you know, just the, what you got going the, on—the typical run-of-the-mill stuff. What's up with the uh, red water? Anything new? Just doing recording. Yep. Still recording. Laid down some good tracks over the week, so I have two or three songs finished. Hopefully, before summertime, push them out. Gold and platinum. Yeah. Yep. Riches to come. Well, right on, Maybe man. Forty-fives. Some yep. Forty-five singles. Yeah. You can do it. People actually do it now. It's expensive though. I don't like 45s. I never really did. I have a couple of them. I'm maybe, all, maybe some eight tracks. I don't know if you can still make eight tracks. You can make cassettes. That's a thing now. I don't get it. I don't either. Cassettes never did sound that great. No, they did not. CDs were superior, but vinyl's always been even better. Really, it, it should have never went away like it did. But I'm so glad it's back. I'm sure CDs will be a thing again someday too. Watch. Remember CDs? Nostalgia, man. Yeah, man. I like the Look, artwork. We have a CD. <laughs> All these bands putting out cassettes again. I don't get it. Does anybody even have cassette players anymore? I, I have one in my, t- my old tape deck. I still have a, a little boom box with a tape deck on it. I had one in my last car, which is a 2005 Jetta, and it was a factory. Yeah. And, and, it, and back when I got it in 2005, I was surprised it had a tape deck then because they were gone. Yeah. Look, look at this thing. This has a tape deck in it. Those Europeans, man, they're, they're hardcore. I bet tapes are still huge in Europe and Germany. They need to put some 8-tracks back in cars. That's what that's what Dave's doing. He's fucking stockpiling 8-tracks. Those sound like shit, too. They but, do. It's just a fucking yeah. worse-off tape. You can't even listen to as much shit on it. It's you, the first cassette tape. It's right. Awful. You can only get, like, four songs on a CD or on a 8-track. Yeah. On the whole thing or just? I thought it was on, like, the whole thing. I don't think you can get whole Yeah, I think you, I think you get the whole album. Really? Right? Yeah. At least I think. Every one I've ever seen only had like three or four songs on it. I never did the eight track thing. Mm-mm. It was vinyl, 
to tapes to CDs, back to vinyl for me. That's been my order. Oh. No, I had tape. Then MP3s vinyl. do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get all hipster on you people. I I do uh, buy iTunes songs. I do. And honestly, I recommend it for everybody. Should I don't buy any straight MP3s. If I buy, if I get MP3s, I know Amazon has a thing where if you buy it, yeah, Amazon, uh, you can too. do an auto rip. So I'll automatically have the MP3 yeah. and I get the physical copy in the mail. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, Amazon's great too. Amazon, CD Baby, and iTunes. Well, see, the thing about iTunes is like you can set, the artist can set their price to how much they want to get. So they get the majority of it too. So that's CD Baby's the same way, and I think Amazon's the same way. So. If you guys want to support bands, uh, you know, buy buy a song here and there. It's ninety nine cents, ninety nine cents, and you get to keep it forever. I know everybody gets lectured about it, but it helps out. And another good thing to do to help bands out, and I'm really starting to get to be, uh, you know, cognizant of it, is uh, liking, sharing, and retweeting all their their content. If you guys don't can't buy a song or a T-shirt at a show then share their content on your uh, social media. That helps out big time, too. And, uh, you know, I just had to say it, man. I had to get it off my chest. It's hard to get it. Pimp the product. Yeah. It's the truth. That's how you support. That's how you support the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Like and share that shit. Yeah, yeah. Send it to your friends. The more people that see it, the more people that download it. Our podcast, our band's. Other people's podcasts, other people's bands. Yes, anything that interests you. It's I free, mean, man. It is. It's free to do. Like, you know, to tie it all in with Stop the... Stop liking and sharing political bullshit that you're really not educated on. Yeah. <laughs> if you have sufficient research outside of a TMZ article or something <laughs> that a fucking, you know, entertainer has said, sure, we'll listen to that argument, but... Don't just share shit if you don't really know. If just because it's an emotional appeal, you're not doing anyone a favor. Yeah, share art. Support art. Support music. That's how we make the world a better place. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, that's it right there. Without any of that, life ain't worth living sometimes. Is that too dramatic? Might be. Yeah, that was kind of dark. <laughs> if you don't like art, you might as well die. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like art... I don't like some art, though, man. Some art is garbage. <laughs> some things considered art are garbage. I was showing my girlfriend this art artist in parentheses on Facebook. I'm not going to say who it is because I don't like putting people on blast. I would never do that. But, you know, it's supposed to be modern art. And it's basically Photoshop with shapes. Like, they did this thing with a bunch of circles on it. And that's all it was, was circles, like, filled in with colors. Mm-hmm. And it was Photoshopped. It wasn't even drawn on. And it was just a, a series of circles, different size circles, weaving in and out of each other. And they they made a square. The circles made a square. Or it was more like a diamond. It was like, it was a diamond shape with... Squares you know, in so, it. Yeah, and circles made up the diamond. And I'm like... I showed it to her. I was like, what is that? Do you like that? And she's like, don't be that way. Don't be that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, I can do this. You can do this. What is this? You know, it's like a little more effort, please. That's all I ask. You know, is that pretentious of me? I don't know. I don't know. So, I went to a, a, a show the, a couple weeks ago, and one of the performers was just a guy on stage jumping around with someone in the background playing uh, recordings of music. Mm-mm. 
Nope. No. You know what? That that's that's called karaoke. It's a big nope. It's called karaoke. I'm sorry, and I appreciate your songwriting, but if you want to put if you want to perform in front of people, get some other guys that can do that stuff that you're doing in the background. Yeah. Have a guy that's playing drums. Have a guy playing keyboards, and have another guy singing. If if that's what you're projecting as a performance, have that in your in your arsenal. It shouldn't be just one person singing to the radio. I guess the bigger point is don't support it because it's not good. Fucking people <laughs> supported the shit out of it. There was a shit ton of people that that get into that. Like that is not art. I mean, it's it's art. It is. I, I'm not taking anything away from the guy that wrote it, and I think being able to sing and perform that it's amazing. But all the things that they were playing in the recording to were things that people could have done. Yeah. That would be like being in a band as a, a front man and playing to a backup music. You know, having a, a, the full band, that'd be Redwater Tragedy, completely recorded all instruments and me just getting up and singing it in front of people. Yeah. How is that different? Why is that acceptable? Because it's a different style of music. Why can't you have artists up there with you yeah i guess big picture i'm glad people can do that i'm glad we live in a society where people can make awful art you know? <laughs> <laughs> i am because it makes the good stuff better and I, I of course i'm just sharing my opinion you know you guys might not think you know the stuff i do people might some people don't like some people do like probably more people don't like it i don't know but i you know I'm glad they're there. I'm glad all the crappy artists are out there. I mean, I guess. Uh, yeah, sure. But uh, I don't have a problem with it. I guess I'm not yeah. glad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's probably not the right word. Yes. Sweet. I guess I'm, I'm glad, glad I got to sit through this shit, man. I get the bands I came to see. I guess I'd rather live in a society where there's some people doing terrible thing, terrible shit in the art world as opposed to not being allowed to do it. Right. You right, know, of course, because there's plenty of societies like that, too. I got to shine a light on this subject because, you know, I don't want to sound too pretentious, man. Like my my taste is the ultimate. You know, it's not. It's all subjective. It is. It is, I guess. <laughs> but the performance, uh, I guess, you know, I'll, I'll get behind even, say, an artist like you know, Beyonce. Or if they have like some kind of stage show, like they have like choreography and lights but if the thing is just you singing to the radio, there's got to be something else. Yeah. There has to be something else there. Yeah. Hey, Beyonce's talented. I don't like her stuff, but she's talented. I mean, I love uh, Neil Young is a perfect example. I mean, love that guy. But he's, he's in my opinion, he's made some albums that are terrible. They're just art. They're just noise. And that's what he wanted to do at the time. But see, he's capable of excellence. You know, he's already proved it. So that's the difference. And like when you're not capable of excellence and you just <laughs> keep go, going through the terrible, you know, I don't know. It's all subjective. Damn it. Here we are talking about Beyonce. You think we do? You thought we were going to do Is that? Is she the halftime show? Probably. Isn't she every year? <laughs> the Black Crows did a halftime show back in the day. Oh, the good old days. Like I think it was 98, 99. They're on the Super Bowl halftime show. And that's super weird to say because you wouldn't think that band would ever do something like that. But they had a number one album in 1992. Number one on the Billboard charts. It's weird to say that now, too, because you would never think this. Lady Gaga. Oh, it's same Lady Gaga. It's the same thing, yeah. Yeah. 
It's not the Black Crows. God damn it. Not the Black Crows. Not Black Sabbath. Why didn't Black Sabbath? No play? down. Let's see. Let's see. Slayer. Put some Slayer on the halftime show. Why not, man? You know? Why not? Would they even do it? Yeah, they would. Fuck yeah, they Here's would. Here's a boatload of money. You guys are going to play some Dead Skin Mask. <laughs> right now. I'm trying to look up who else is on the halftime show, but it's not easy. Do we cover shows? Do you have any coming up? Um, I know you said you did last yeah. episode, but no date. Yeah, well, I have the date. I'm looking it up now because I'm terrible at remembering. Well, while you're looking that up, uh, we have two shows. Burn Blue Sky has two shows in March, back-to-back. March 17th, St. Paddy's Day at Dominic's in Kent. And March 18th at Annabelle's in Akron. Annabelle's, the 18th, will be with S- Stone Slinger and Sweaty Mammoth. March 17th, St. Paddy's Day will be with Drunken Funk from Kent. Sweet. Those are great lineups for both shows. Gonna be gonna be awesome. It's gonna be I a fun time. I love Sweaty Mammoth. I don't know if I like their music, but I love the name. Yeah, the name's sweet. You'd probably like them. They're really good. Stone Slinger, of course, is awesome. They've been on this podcast. Maybe we should get them back because I think they have a new album coming out soon. Yeah, we should podcast that night. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe we'll, we'll squeeze one in. Yeah, one of those nights. Yeah, maybe that night. We'll have Dave come down with the van. We'll get. We'll do a van jam, a van cast. Yeah. Vancast part two. Vannon. What episode was that? Shit, Stone Slinger. I'll have to Sounds go like look that up. like third. Yeah, go check that out, folks. iTunes. Todd Williams. Subscribe, share, rate, and review. That said, I think we'll get out of here. Let's wrap it up. Yep. Next week, see ya. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Be your hero and It said the curveball. All right, there it is. Rest in peace to the mighty Black Sabbath. Boo. I think they should do like three more uh, farewell tours. I'd be fine with that. I know it annoys a lot of people when bands do that, but if it's going to be Black, if it's going to be any band, it should be Black Sabbath, right? They can just keep retiring every year as far as I'm concerned. The good news is they gave a pretty hefty springboard to the uh, rock and roll band Rival Sons. They're one of my favorite new rock bands out there, and they're not really new. They've been around since 2008, but they're uh, they're taking off, man. I mean, if Black Sabbath handpicks you to open up their last year-long tour, you know you're doing something right. So go check out some Rival Sons. Buy all their stuff on iTunes. They have like five albums now, I think. They released one this past year in May called Hollow Bones. It's out on Earache Records. It's a killer album. All their all their albums are, are amazing, and that's exactly what they do. They make they make albums. They make you know ten really good songs in a row. So worth every dime. Go pick that stuff up. And if you see them come to your town, go check out the Rival Sons. Now today I'm gonna play a band called Blues Pills. They recently released their second album called Lady in Gold. I've been ranting and raving about this band for about a year and a half now. Really good band. Another one of those bands that that makes albums, you know. They're not just ten songs. Eight of them suck and two of them are good. It's All the songs are good. It's sequenced as an album, you know. They took a lot of time to actually create this piece of work. So, uh, again, they have two. 
Their newest is called Lady in Gold, and I'm going to play one of my favorites off of this record today. The song is called Burned Out. So check them out. Um, I would say go see them live. Yeah, if you're overseas, go see them live because they play Europe all the time. They don't come to the States very often. I nag them online every now and again to try to get out here because, you know, I think a lot of people would dig blues pills. They're a young band, and, you know, they kind of remind me of uh, Janis Joplin, female singer, you know, Janis Joplin and Led Zeppelin with that real retro sound. But don't get the retro sound all twisted up. You know, the songs are very well written, very good. So, uh... Even if they didn't sound retro, the songs would uh, more than make up for that. So, again, here it is. This song is called Burned Out. It's off the new Blues Pills album called Lady in Gold. Go check that out on iTunes now. And I guess that's it. Jam out to this song. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll be back real soon with another episode of the Rock Savages podcast. (laughs) 